Indianapolis. Go Broadcasting from the Isaacs and Isaacs. We win.com. Injury Lawyer Studio. It's the show where Indy comes to top. Open lines with Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle. On Hot 96.3. Hold up. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, coming to you live on this Sunday, May 29th, 2022, the morning of the big race, the Indianapolis 500. It'll be the biggest race that the track has seen since the 100th running back in 2016. We'll talk about that uh, as folks get ready to start or already heading to the track. I woke up this morning to somebody who started lighting fireworks promptly. At 6 a.m. Now, I was already up, but that's beside the point. I live on the west side, so the entire west side was woke up to uh, fireworks uh, this morning as we get ready to get into the Indianapolis 500. And, of course, Hot 96.3 and WTLC will be uh, with you all day long as we get ready to have the first Indy 500 that we've seen with actual people in three years since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll talk about that as that is the backdrop to a number of things that are happening across the globe and across the nation. You may have forgotten that there's still a war going on with Ukraine and Russia. Uh, You may have forgotten that about two weeks ago, all we were talking about uh, was Roe versus Wade being overturned. You may have forgotten that in the last week, we were talking about a mass shooting at a grocery store in Buffalo, New York, where black people were targeted. And now you may have forgotten that that has happened because now the focus is on a school shooting where more than 20 people, elementary school kids and two teachers killed in a mass shooting at an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas. All of these threats happening security-wise as the city gets ready to host the Indy 500 today, which is of course, getting a lot of attention and we'll have thousands of people there. So we'll talk about the security response uh, that you'll see on the west side of Indianapolis this morning. But it is an all open lines edition of open lines. So the phone lines will be open here in just a few moments to talk about what is ever on your mind, whether it be the school shooting or the grocery store shooting or Roe versus Wade or uh, Russia and Ukraine or the crime that's happening in our streets, politics, the Indy 500 itself, as that gets ready to kick off here uh, in about four hours. The phone lines will be open this morning uh, for this open lines edition at 317-239-9696. It's been a while since we just had a chance to sit back and talk. So all hour long, let's just try to process, have a conversation, listen to one another, and just have an open floor. We'll do all of that and more coming up in just a few moments. But first, let's get you caught up on what is happening today in the news. A staffing shortage is keeping several Indianapolis pools closed at least for the start of summer. Indy Park says eight of its 17 pools would be open starting on June 4th. Another pool is undergoing maintenance and could open after July 4th. The pools, though, that will be opening on June 4th are at Bethel Park, Ellenberger Park, Frederick Douglass Park, 
Garfield Park, Indy Island, Perry Park, Thatcher Park, and Willard Park. The remainder of the pools will stay closed at the start of the season due to the staffing shortages. With 377 available summer jobs, Indy Parks has hired only 192 people. On Thursday, Mayor Joe Hogshead also announced that the city plans to waive pool admission fees through the summer. That's right, city pools are free, 100% free this summer. This year's Indy 500 will be one of the most attended races in the past 20 years. Several seating areas of the track are completely sold out. All parking on IMS official parking lots will sold out by Thursday. IMS President Doug Bowles says this morning's 106th running of the Indy 500 will be the most attended 500 race since the 100th running in 2016. Speaking of the race, security is top of mind in Speedway, especially following two mass shootings across the country in the past two weeks. At a press conference, IMS President Doug Bowles said more than 1,000 law enforcement officers will be working this year's race. Some will be undercover. Others will be in plain, in plain clothes or in uniform. Bowles says all vehicles entering the event will be screened by federally and locally supplied bomb-sniffing dogs that can detect firearms. In the forecast, it will be a beautiful day to be out at the track this morning. Clear skies and sunny with a high of 85 degrees today. The next couple of days will bring similar weather with chances to hit temperatures around 90 degrees. Right now, it is 57 degrees in Indy. At 8.06, it is now time to have an open floor discussion. The phone lines are officially open right now. Just cleared them. They are on. Call me, 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. You are the guest this morning. As we just talk about what is on your mind and what is happening, um, it, it's been a while since we've got to have an open floor uh, discussion, all open lines hour. So what is on your mind this morning? 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. The phone lines are starting to ring right now. Uh, there's been a lot that has happened since we were on the air seven days ago. Um, the mass shooting that has happened in uh, Uvalde, Texas, has everybody talking again about how do we protect ourselves, our teachers. You know, when, those, when the Uvalde shooting news came out on Tuesday afternoon, I was actually sitting in an elementary school. Uh, you know, for those of you who are new to the show, one of my many jobs uh, is school bus driver. And I was sitting inside Clint Young Elementary School, and the, it was the last day of school. And I only went inside because I had to use the restroom. Um, and I got there early and sit in the AC. But as that news came out, my stomach literally turned um, to see at the time they said 14 people, uh, teachers and students dead uh, in an elementary school. And as I looked around at, at all the little kids and they were they were lining up because they were going to do the fifth grade procession through the school because the fifth graders are going bye-bye because they're going to go over to the middle school. And then they had the uh, high schoolers who just had graduated from Southport High School but started at Clinton Young 
they had come in their cap and gown to, you know, be an inspiration to the kids. So it's it's nothing but this happy moment and parents are there. And, you know, I just look and I, I said, oh, my stomach literally turned. I was feeling good. It's the last day of school. And my stomach, my stomach turned because I'm looking at these kids and just imagining what had just happened in a similar place where I was with these beautiful kids, these teachers, the, the, the chaos. I mean, just trying to round up kids for, for bus duty uh, will make you want to pull your own head off and put it in the trash. And so I'm watching, you know, the teachers corral them and line up because the kids are going to walk down the hallway and we're going to say goodbye. And, and it was such this happy moment, but the juxtaposition of what was happening in Texas just turned my stomach upside down because to imagine what had happened to those fourth graders, their little bodies, the things that they went through, the things that um, they were hearing. I, the sad part is I can't imagine it. Um, and of course, we're, we've gotten to a bit of a routine. You know, just 10 days ago, it was the mass shooting at Buffalo where black people were the actual target of somebody who just came in the side of a grocery store in a black neighborhood indiscriminately when it comes to black people shooting. Didn't matter who you were, but you were the target. Uh, this continuation, you know, if you're, if you're black, that one, you know, there was, there was no um, discrepancy or uh, vagueness about what could have happened there if you were there. Um, and I've heard people, you know, in the past week saying, you know, I, now I literally got to watch my back going at the grocery store because never, you've never thought about that. You go in a grocery store, do your thing. And I was with, um, I was working with a bus driver just yesterday. We were down in Cincinnati. And she was saying, yeah, I was telling my, my brother who's, who's, uh, who makes, uh, he's, he's an engineer, you know, I want to make a steel plate for my daughter's backpack because this stuff keeps happening. I was in college, I was, when Sandy Hook happened. And I remember that day vividly because it was the last day of the winter semester. And now this school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, happened on the last day of the spring semester. I vividly remember that. Um, you know, we've had conversations about how do you protect yourself in these situations? How do you train? I've done active shooter training, and we'll talk some about that. I've done active shooter training on live TV to go inside. It was a simulation, of course, and so I was training. And it did not match what happened. What I was told I had to do in an active shooter situation, if I was a police officer, was not what happened in Uvalde. But then that also makes you think, okay, when you're inside the classroom, how do you defend yourself? How do the kids defend themselves? I got a high school teacher I remember her telling us at the beginning of the year, she said, my classroom door is always locked. Even if the door is open, it's already locked. Why? Because she was a student teacher when Columbine happened. And in her training, she had decided, you know, in the event that something happens, I don't have time to mess around and looking for keys. So the point of the conversation was, you know, if you ever come to class late, you got a half day for whatever reason. You can come in. Just knock. 
if the door is locked, I'm not keeping you out of class. I'm just telling you it's locked for security purpose. So when something goes down, all we got to do is close the door. I don't have time to search for keys and make sure the door is locked. The bad boy is already locked. So I want to know what some of the conversations and reflections that you've had in the past two weeks. Again, it is an open line show. So whatever's on your mind, you are free to call in and talk about. We've got the Indy 500 coming up here in less than four hours. Uh, we talked some about Roe versus Wade a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but all we've been talking about uh, over the past two weeks are now these two mass shootings. One targeting black people in a grocery store. Uh, one killing elementary school kids in their classroom and two teachers. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. We're going to talk here in a little bit about how Indiana's leaders have responded to questions about what are you going to do in Indiana? We just repealed uh, the law that says you have to get uh, registered to get a, a, a gun permit uh, here in Indiana. We just repealed that. And as you know, the state police were hot about that. The police departments did not want that. So what is state leaders saying now? Because the only thing that kept that 18-year-old in Uvalde, Texas, from getting a gun last month or two months ago or six months ago was a law that kept him from buying that gun until his 18th birthday, which just happened. He turned 18, he went and bought a gun. It was a law that kept him from getting a gun when he was 17 or 16. 317-239-9696. Let's go to the phones. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, how's it going? Good morning. You're live on the air. Who's this? It's Mayhem. You know, uh, the perception of these stories, I wish... Yeah, I can go into more detail um, that these things can be uh, prevented. Uh, the Buffalo shooting, mm -hmm. uh, young man was talking to an agent on the phone. They knew he was going to do that. Um, the, 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 the one you're talking about now, um, the police uh, stood out there for 40 minutes to an hour before mm -hmm. they even went in. Um, all these um so-called, I'm not going to call it conspiracy because they facts. You can go look it up. And then the Delphi uh, murder down here. We got to look at our system. Why we got cowards in leadership or letting continue to let this happen? But when you hear when you hear the stories, we never hear the main details. And people, you know, as M say, a lot of people don't read anymore, so they go by what they hear. We need to look and read for ourselves and figure out what's going on and why is the system letting this happen why are we continue to uh depending on these failures in leadership and then we want them to help us i think it's time for us to start thinking reading and helping ourselves uh, one solution is um people that work at home uh you start taking your kids out of school and, and start if you want them to really be safe uh start teaching them at home uh we we let strangers um take our kids and they can't protect them every time we see it's beginning to be Week after week, kids are getting killed and slaughtered. And then, you know, you we got these people we depend on on TV lying. That murder, that, that, um, when they killed them children, they was on there lying to us. Now we are finding out that, uh, they lied to us. So, um, if you depend on the system to protect you, you're a fool. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I don't know if, if keeping the kids at home is what's going to keep them safe. Because what happens when you go to the grocery store? What happens when you go to the movies? I was at the movie theater last night. And I was at a graduation last night. And, I, and I'm and i not saying this 
because you know I'm 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 just trying to get you riled up because I was on a radio show. I was at a graduation yesterday. My sister, by the way, uh, class of 2022, including my sister Lauren Crittenden. Congratulations on graduating. Uh, my sister graduated from Perry Meridian High School yesterday, uh, and I'm so proud. Her graduation though was at Southport High School. Um. And when I was sitting there, I was thinking, unfortunately, I'm looking at all security measures, you know, a good round of police officers and ways to go in, ways to go out. And unfortunately, I had to think about what would happen if there was an active shooter right now? Where would we go? How would we evacuate? Can't go. I didn't have a good answer because you're sitting in bleachers in a gym. So if you go up, you're potentially a target. If you run down, you're potentially a target. And then last night, we went to the IMAX theater downtown at uh, the State Museum. Uh, and we saw, watched uh, Top Gun. And there, my thought again. Why did I think that? Because it's happened. Don't forget the Dark Knight, uh, the shooting that happened during the Dark Knight Batman movie uh, in Colorado happened in a the movie theater. So then once again, all right, what's the way out? Do we go up? Do we go down? Do you lay down on the ground? I'm only bringing this up because I believe that was Mayhem who said, you know, we got to keep the kids in the house. Then you could never leave the house. Can't go to the grocery store. Can't go to the movie theater. Can't go to school. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Shaquilla. Hi, Shaquilla. You're live on the air. Good. Um, so I was just calling just to kind of touch, talk about some of the things that you brought up. Um, with the Buffalo shooting, we saw that 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 um, man was arrested. Like he got subdued and arrested, but didn't get shot in the leg, didn't get shot at all. Mm -hmm. And with the Texas shooting, that man was was killed. But I think that um, race had to play in had a play in why the cops did not go in quickly enough. Um, they, they didn't care. Even though some of the cops in, tech, in that tech, I can't say the, the name of the biggest. You've all but, um, Yes. Even though some of the cops that were there were, uh, were Latino as well, they did not want to go in because I think that they didn't care. And sometimes they're you, you can get indoctrinated in some of these um, systems. And even when they were doing their press conference, when they were admitting that they lied, um, there were people in the crowd saying, can you, can you say it in Espanol? And they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And so to me, race played a part. It was kind of twofold. Um, the shooter was killed, which as he should have been, so should have the, so should the shooter in Buffalo, um, was killed. I think because of more so because of his race, and it was also broadcast on Fox News. They did not broadcast it on. They did not broadcast the Buffalo shooting or even really touch on that story that much um, on Fox News. And I think it, it has to do with race. Ultimately, it comes down to all of these things: gun control, Roe v. Wade, everything that's going on in our community and in our nation. Um, comes down to those that are in leadership, and it's, it's one party. Like, we see that this is a party that is all about, they they say that Democrats are communists and socialists, but I don't agree with that. The GOP is a party that is all about 
uh, self and wealth, and they don't care who they hurt in the process. And they don't really care about the American taxpayer or, or the American period. Shaquilla, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. That's the number to call to get on the air this morning. It's an all-open lines uh, edition of the show on this race day. Uh, in a moment, I'm going to play a story about how Indiana's leaders have responded to uh, these shootings. I want to hear your reaction from that, too, but let's stay on the phones at the moment. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? How you doing, Cameron? Good morning, Larry. Uh, you know, uh, I don't see how we can talk about uh, electing more Democrats when their their party line is abortion, homosexuality, and uh, giving money to Ukraine over a hundred billion dollars. This is the biggest ripoff that have ever happened. It makes Bernie Madoff look like a Sunday school teacher. The way this president of Ukraine is uh, messing us up. All he's doing is bombing all those places that the Russians built there when they were in control of Ukraine that need to be demolished anyway. And now America's talking about going in there and rebuilding, and our infrastructure is really bad. But we keep on doing it, and you have black wealthy people and black homosexuals that are supporting this agenda today. And ashamed of themselves, but they're not ashamed of themselves, and they keep on doing it. And, uh, you know, black women are a real embarrassment, too, when they come out letting white women tell them that they need more abortion than white women. And, you know, it's just a shame, but it's going to keep on going on. And this guy that bought these guns, somebody had to be there at that store to see this young man come in and spend over $3,000 at one time. They knew that he was on a website where he was talking about what he was going to do, along with all the other shooters. But it's being used by the Biden administration to stir up division and to try to get him reelected to, uh, uh, as the Congress and the Senate. So if people don't see that, I mean, everybody for the protection of this country, and I'm serious about this, need to vote straight Republican. I don't care who your favorite uh, Democrat person is. If they're good enough, they'll get reelected. But we need to vote straight ticket Republican. And why right is now. that? I know I'm going to do it. And why is that? Because you look at what's going on. Uh, we're being fed a steady diet of abortion. We're being fed GLBTQ. But none of that's helping us. We're looking at $6 a gallon gas, Cameron. That's only a diversion away. We're looking at when you go to the store, you can't feed your family and we're and we're giving $100 billion to some con man over in Ukraine that they're going to take all that military equipment. Russia sells armaments, right? They're Putin and this one guy. And, and Right, but why, why, are, why are we voting straight ticket Republican? You're straight, voting straight ticket Republican because you want to get us out of the, thing, the direction that this country is heading. These people are destroying our I mean, you listen to NPR, those homosexuals that are on there, all they do is talk bad about America. Why don't they move to China and see what kind of treatment they get? America is the last best hope, just like Lincoln said. And all these people who are staring up uh, racial uh, animosity and so forth, uh, they need to go and move somewhere else where they can get a better deal. I all right. love America. All right. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, Larry uh, mentioned we've had callers say, you know, 
It's all about who you're voting for. And Larry spent a great deal of time talking about uh, voting straight ticket for Republicans because he says uh, they are in power. And uh, I think that's uh, a too big of a blanket statement to be true. Um, on the federal level, yes, Joe Biden is the president and uh, they have the House and they barely have the Senate. They really don't even have the Senate because you got Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema uh, who aren't aren't going with the flow. Uh, so you're so we so you're on that side. You're not seeing true um, majority control. The Republicans still have a lot of control, but let me tell you where they have even more control, and that's at our state level. In so many states, including here in Indiana, there is a supermajority of Republicans. Uh, and a Republican governor. Um, and, I, you know, Governor Eric Holcomb is not the most extreme governor. He tends to, he follows the party, but he will, he's, he will walk to his own beat at his own pace. Um, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago, I played some sound from the governor where he said when it came to abortion, um, he could not be part of taking a life. Um, when it comes to allowing abortion. He says he can't be part of that, uh, of taking a life. And so he would review when the time comes, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, he would review uh, Indiana's laws. Um, quite possibly overturn it. This week, in the wake of the Texas mass shooting that killed 19 children and two teachers, just this week on Tuesday, the two most powerful leaders at Indiana's State House told Fox 59 News that they have no new ideas on curbing school violence here in the state. They said they have no new ideas. They were asked, we just had two mass shootings. How are you going to protect Hoosiers from this happening to them at a grocery store, at a movie theater, at a school? As Russ McQuaid here is going to report, they had no new ideas. Here at the governor's mansion today, Eric Holcomb told me he doesn't have any second thoughts about letting Indiana's gun permit law expire July 1st in the wake of yesterday's tragedy in Texas. Beginning July 1st, state lawmakers decided that Hoosiers will no longer have to apply for a gun permit or answer honestly about their criminal or mental health histories to own a firearm in Indiana. Policing in Indiana is at a crossroads, but we will not be doing mental health checks anymore, Russ. With those applicants, when they, with the applicants that we used to have that, that would apply to carry a handgun in Indiana, we're not doing mental health checks anymore. The teen who shot a teacher and a student at Noblesville West Middle School on this day four years ago was referred to the Indiana Department of Correction, where he was directed to receive intensive mental health counseling. After refusing to veto the legislature's vote to scrap the Indiana gun permit law, the governor said today that it's up to local schools to protect themselves with state financial and technical help. The schools, the local, the most local governing body cannot let their guard down. And we won't let them down when it comes to funding to help them do their job going into this legislative session as well. I think that we need to focus on making sure, in this case, schools maintain their integrity. You might call it hardening them when, when children are in the classrooms. 
that's what we need to focus on. The governor also said he's not in favor of banning the sale of body armor that many mass shooters wear to protect themselves from police gunfire. How about we try something? I'm, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm angry. I, I'm angry about it because that's why we found ourselves where we are. We cannot continue to say that. We're about to lose it all. And those are strong words, but I really believe that if, if we don't switch gears, we're about to lose it all. State House Speaker Todd Houston told me he doesn't have any second thoughts about eliminating the state's gun permit law. When I asked him what's a legislative priority to curb this type of violence in the future, he said he hadn't had time to process the whole question yet. At the governor's mansion, Russ McQuaid, Fox 59 News. Thank you, Russ McQuaid, for um, asking those tough questions. And as you heard, two very different responses. One from Doug Carter, the superintendent of Indiana State Police. He was the one saying he was angry and we need to do something. He was uh, very much against uh, repealing Indiana's gun permit law. On the other hand, you heard Governor Eric Holcomb say, we have to make the schools tougher. We have to make the schools safer and a harder target. Ted Cruz the other day was on TV saying uh, the Texas senator, the senator from Texas where the shooting happened, said, um, we need to only have one door. There's too many doors. One way in, one way out. Immediately, um, the obvious reasons, a fire would make that a bad idea. Just trying to get kids in and out of that school on a regular basis for bus duty and car duty and recess, bad idea. What do you think? 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. What you just heard right there was Indiana's governor saying, don't expect us to talk about any laws. The well, only thing we'll talk about is making the schools harder um, to get into. And uh, Indiana has been um, all for funding school police departments. So you're going to we are you're seeing it already. Most school districts here in Indianapolis uh, as I think, I think everybody, uh, I know Perry Township, Pike Township, IPS, uh, Washington Township, Warren Township, they all have their own bona fide, legitimate police departments. They're not school security. They are there and they're not school resource officers who are borrowed from IMPD. They are their own entity of school police departments. And you're going to see more of that uh, come out with because um, Indiana has been happy to fund uh, those departments and give schools funding to start their own police departments, because the truth be told, uh, I, IMPD can't do it. And there's not the manpower and a good program of school resource officers is trained totally different from an IMPD street cop or a Carmel street cop or wherever a uh, school resource officer is something totally, totally at least it's supposed to be totally different to handle children. Um, and the practices are not to pull kids out and send them to jail. That's what has happened. But when these school resource office, when these school police departments work well, it's, it's not supposed to be a school to prison pipeline. But right now, after what we just heard and saw in Uvalde, Texas, when police officers, I don't care what department they were from, whether they were from the Uvalde city police or they were SWAT, or they were traffic, or they were Border Patrol, or they were ICE, or they were Texas Department of Public Safety, which is their version of the state police. It doesn't matter what department was there. 
we've learned that those officers were in the hallway for 40 minutes while kids were inside of that classroom dialing 911, asking for them to bust in. And I don't care if they were school police department, school resource officers, volunteers, SWAT, sharpshooters, doesn't matter. None of those departments went inside. And I've done active shooter training. When I was in Arizona, um, I did it on live TV. The, the task is, there's no waiting, bro. You're the first officer on the scene. You got your bulletproof vest on. You got your uh, issued weapon. Go neutralize the target. And I did this on live TV. Uh, the camera followed me as I have to decipher in real time, okay, is this person running that's running to me or the person that's hiding behind the door in the dark? Is this a victim or is this the suspect? Act quickly. And you had to go upstairs and go behind doors. And it was a multi-level thing. I was trained as a TV reporter. There's no standing in the hallway. You're here. You act. And that started after Columbine. 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Anitra. Hi, Anitra. You're live on the air. Okay. Well, I, what I have to say is this. So we're trying to figure out what we're going to do about these guns. And it seems like we're going the opposite direction that we should be going. But um, to go back to the the um, gentleman on the news who was saying he did, he hasn't had time to process this, it's been 10 years since Sandy Hook. Columbine happened in 1999. Last year, FedEx happened here. Mm-hmm. When, if not now, when? When did, to me, that he should be embarrassed. He should be embarrassed because he said that. The other problem is... Um, our mental health system, I'm not going to get all into it, but it's just not really trackable. Um, if they're overwhelmed, there's not much you can do. And then you have the HIPAA violations and stuff. You know, you have to be careful what you tell them, who gets access to what. And so it's going to be hard to track people because you can put them on a watch list all you want. But how do the people know that they're on this list? How do they get that information? Um it's just not cohesive. And so anyway, and you were also talking about active shooter training. So I work in a in hospitals mm-hmm. and um, we as nurses are also trained. You, if you can fight, fight, but if you can flight, flight, you know, mm-hmm. barricade, hide, do whatever you have to do, but whatever you do, don't stand there. Mm-hmm. Go forward, do what you got to do because they're going to have you anyway. So I don't understand what the standing and waiting. And I believe that the problem was that they were afraid. Mm-hmm. I don't even think it was racism. I think it was pure fear. Mm-hmm. And um, I just don't think they know what to do sometimes. And they weren't hired for, like they said, for, I'm not saying that police aren't brave. I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. but they weren't hired for bravery. There's no way to measure that. Um, yes, I might be an adrenaline junkie, or maybe I like to do this and work out and I have high, you know, all these things. But it doesn't equate to a good officer necessarily, especially since this has changed and we have to go inside these schools or stores or wherever the crime is going on and go after them. You have to be brave and you have to be willing and everybody's not willing to do that. Mm-hmm. And because of that, children are dead. And I've had it. I have just had it. I can't take it anymore. I, I cry and it breaks my heart. And I'm just tired of talking about it. Either they either need to pee or get off the pot, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And, and then we're going to open up 
Um, we're going to be, you know, the Wild Wild West come July 1st. And that just makes no sense to me. I get it that, you know, we don't have to have a permit, but there's just too many guns out there and too many big guns. And nobody needs 300 big magazines full of bullets. They need to have a flag on that. And I know this is America, so that's where we get into, you know, freedom of this. And it's just it's so difficult for people to separate it. But most of it is just political. Mm-hmm. It comes down to politics. And until the right people get in the office in the right places, I don't think a thing's going to be done. They're going to talk about it, talk about it. And even if Biden is able to do something, they're going to get rid of it as soon as he's out of office. And um, it's just very disappointing. And I don't know where we're headed, but it's nowhere good. And I don't mean to talk so long. but No, I appreciate um, it. I, we really, we really have got to do something. I try to do my part. You know, I try to be hyper vigilant. I try to think of ways when I go into stores and things. Because I also have worked in prison before, and I think of ways. Okay, if something goes down, where are we going to go? Who can I take with me? You know, where can I get a large group of people and I can lead them? Because that's just my personality. But you got to have a little heart, mm-hmm. and you got to go in. And um, one more thing, and I'll be quiet. So the biases that we all have within ourselves, we really have to look at that as well because it's affecting the way we are acting on our jobs and it's affecting people's lives, even if we don't know it. For instance, in the medical field, you are more likely to be um, have to see a doctor more times as a brown-skinned person than you are as a fair-skinned person before um, maybe to get the same diagnosis. And it's it's factual what I'm saying, but the problem is it does. You don't have to see a fair skin provider. You can see a brown skin provider. It's innate. It's built in us, and that's the way it is. So you have to be aware and look at yourself for yourself and do better because if not, it spills out and people hurt from it. And anyway, I just hope that um, something is done, and I'll try to do my part, but writing letters and calling Congress. That's all I can do. Oh, thank you. And part of it is paying attention and that's what you're doing. So that's how, that's, that's a large part of it. Thank you so much for calling and listening. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, I bring up, you know, paying attention because often on this show, I get people who call in and say, well, nobody's asking the question. Nobody, you know, the reporters aren't asking. I played that Russ McQuaid piece from Fox 59 for a reason. So that you could hear the direct response from the police and your state lawmaker, your governor, your Republican governor. Um, And I'm not saying who's right or wrong, but I am telling you, you heard their answer. If you were listening to this show, you heard the answer where the governor was asked, how do we keep people safe? How do we keep schools safe? How do we prevent the next mass shooter from happening? He said, make the schools safer. Okay. You got your answer. So now follow the orders that you want to follow. But I don't want to hear any more discussion about, oh, it's unclear what they're doing. No, they've made themselves very clear. And so did the police. On what Doug Carter said, we need to do something. They were firmly against, and the police departments across the state came out against saying they did not want the law repealed in Indiana that you don't have to register to get a gun permit. They want you to register. And what, uh, what Anitra uh, just said, I think it was Anitra, I apologize if I got your name wrong, um, just mentioned fear from those police officers who stood in the hallway. 
And there's definitely fear in that. But what I'm also hearing is they were feared that they were outgunned, that the weapons that they had did not match the weapons that he had. And so I think now you are finally starting to hear from police departments to say, whoa, we're this is like going in with SWAT. So uh, the 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 traffic cop who would be a block away is going to be outgunned by the kid who's got a couple of ARs with him. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. You have heard what they said. Now it's up to you to act. You know, when we talk about politics and you want to vote Republican, you want to de- vote Democrat. But it's very clear where both sides stand. I'm not telling you who to vote for or who's right or wrong, but I am telling you, you've been given the answer. So don't be confused. 317-239-9696. Caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? You're live on open lines. Hello? Hello. Hi, this is uh, Jabril from Indianapolis. Jabril, good morning. You're live on the air. Uh, Hi, I just wanted to comment on what you said about um, the schools having one way in and one way out. Go ahead. Um, I think that that's just, that's not going to do anything but make things worse. It sounds like they're trying to use this, this, what have this shooting that happened to make things worse. If you make the schools one way in and one way out, then if a school gets targeted, sorry, I'm going into my apartment, but if you go in, a shooter comes and they target a school to do this again, and all the kids have one way in and one way out, where are they going to escape to? Like, mm-hmm. well, how are they going to get out of the school? It just sounds like it just sounds like it's just going downhill. Then guns, not needing a permit for guns. And it's already easy to access a gun. Like, I could go outside and ask somebody, to where, where can I get a gun? If you have money, you can get a, get a gun easy today. So, and then, like, what the last lady said about having a, these big round drums and all these bullets that you can put in the gun to access the ARs is just, it's just going downhill. So, yeah, I just wanted to comment on that. It just sounds like they're using these casualties and these events to to make things worse so they can push their agenda. I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. 317-239-9696. We're going to wrap the show up a, a little early here today because I'm going to the Indianapolis 500 immediately after the show. Um, so that's why we've kind of done an, a commercial-free hour. So in a few minutes, we will wrap up the show. Uh, but the phone lines are hot, so let me jump to a, another one or two. Uh, caller on line one. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Uh, good morning. I'm uh, very sorry about what has happened in the school district and um, in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing is, nowadays, since people can just get guns and go buy them anywhere, or either they can just buy them hot off the street, you know, it's just like, you know, people are just shooting people for no pair of reason. Mm-hmm. So I mean you're not you're not even safe going to the grocery store. These kids are just not even safe in school now. But thing about it, you know, I think that they need to bring Jesus back into the school house. They shouldn't have never took some of that stuff out, but they did. And you know, and I think that that's what 
needs to be done. And I think that they need to start having these street meetings and and all this stuff like they used to have, like back in the summer and stuff, and and get some of this bad stuff off these people's mind and get God on their mind. And they need to start going to church. <laughs> All right. I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to think I'm going to take one more. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? I'm good. I'm, can I give you 30 seconds? Appreciate it. Good to hear from you, man. All right. All right. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, Chase, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, we did a, a, a nonstop version of, of open lines here uh, this morning. I'm going to take this last call because you are on hold. Uh, caller on line three. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. How are you doing? This is Tamara calling from Indianapolis. Hey, Tamara, I'm going to give you about I'm going to give you less than a minute. What's on your mind? Okay, I just want to talk about the schools. The schools, I have two children. I Mm -hmm. actually have three, one in college, one is about to graduate, senior, then I have an eighth grader. Okay, the schools are doing their part. Sometimes it's when the students get in there. Mm -hmm. So we need to find out how can we protect them when school is starting. Mm -hmm. Because most of the schools here in Indiana, Indianapolis, it is, you have to go through the front desk. There's no other way in mm-hmm. and things like that. They do have a safety plan for some of the schools, but it's when the students getting in the school, when they already had entered the school and the doors is locked, mm-hmm. that's what we need to have control over. All right. I appreciate the call. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. Bye. All right. Uh, we've had a, a long um, list of callers, and I do appreciate everybody calling in. It's, you know, I had to take some time away and not watch TV news because I was watching the press conferences and it's nothing, nothing against TV news. I love TV news. It's just, this stuff is hard week after week, shooting after shooting trauma after trauma. It gets too much. So I am telling you when it gets too much, step away, put Facebook down, stay out of the comments, stay out of the the Twitter comments, watch something on Netflix Hulu, something that's completely different. Don't let this consume you because it will make you not want to get out of bed when you think about the fact that you have to watch your back going to the movie theater or the grocery store or taking your kid to school or putting them on the bus. It's too much. So protect your mental health because it can get dark. And I'm telling you, I had to turn the TV off. I didn't even watch the last press conference. I said, I'll get it. In, in bites. I'll just watch one newscast and I'll get everything that I need because it's too much. So with that said, I wanted to have the conversation on the radio today so we can all kind of express ourselves and hear each other. And sometimes it's good to know that other people feel the same way that you do. And it's not always an argument. Like when you call in, I'm not here to attack what you're saying. We're just having a conversation. So with that, I want everybody to have a good day. If you are going out to the Indy 500 today, please have fun. 
uh, please hydrate if you're going to be drinking out the snake lot, over the snake pit, uh, or in any other lots tailgating. Uh, and if you're going to be at the house barbecuing today, tomorrow, be easy on that grill. Everybody, have a great day. Have a great Memorial Day. I thank you so much for listening to the Open Line Show. I'm Cameron Riddle. I will see you back here, same time, same station, next Sunday at 8.